Welcome back to Teams You Verified. I'm Steph. I'm Wild. And I'm Alexa Nicholas. <laughs> you may remember her as Nicole Bristow from Zoe 101, but now she's the founder of Eat Predators. Thank you so much for coming today. Thank you so much no, for having like me. No, seriously, like my childhood self? I know, Freaking I'm like, kind of excited. <laughs> really, like, <laughs> childhood me that. is really excited, really. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really cool. I'm so glad. Thank you for having me. I want to start off light. Where, like, How yes, did you please. get into acting? What age were you? I was about two years old, which is like super young. Yeah. And I was at a restaurant, my mom said, and I was going around pretending I was a waitress. Like I was mimicking (laughs) waiters. And one of the people that I went up to to like take their order was an agent. And I didn't know that. And then afterwards, she went up to my mom and was like, if you're ever interested in putting her in the industry, here's my card. And my mom thought about it and was like, okay, I guess why not? Let's just try it out. And it ended up being one of the bigger agencies in Chicago. I think it was called Stewart. And I went to a few auditions and I booked like two of the first auditions I went to. Oh my gosh. And so my mom was like, okay, do you like it? And I was having a blast. So it just kind of kept going. And then all of a sudden now I'm here. Meanwhile, two-year-old me is like eating rocks. (laughs) Yeah. I have a two-year-old right now and she's basically (laughs) doing the exact same thing. I was like, I I can't even picture me at that age Mm, doing it. It's very weird. So wait, so you're from Chicago. Yes, I'm from Chicago. When did you make the transition to Los Angeles? When I was six years old. So I came to Los Angeles when I was six for pilot season. Mm, Yeah. And we didn't think we were going to say. Explain pilot season for the people that don't know. Okay. So pilot season basically is when people from around the world come to Los Angeles for new television series that are about to launch. And so I came here when I was six and then I thought I was going to end up leaving, but the weather was so much better than Chicago. Yes. No, like so much better. I was like, mom, (laughs) I'm never going back. I'm (laughs) never going back to Chicago ever again. And so we stayed. Half for acting, half for the weather kind of right. thing. Okay. How was that to convince your parents to move, to uproot their lives? I mean, you didn't. You were six. But, like, what was Correct. that like for you guys? Well, my mom was a single mom, so it was, I only had to convince one parent. I'm like, girl, same. <laughs> same. same. Okay, like, okay, yes. Single yeah, mom literally. club. I love that. I love that. My mom's amazing. Uh-huh. So she also wanted to leave Chicago. I think she was also, like, done with it. Yes. Looking so, for something new. Totally. And she was a realtor, and she just saw that there was a lot of success happening with me. She was like, all right, I guess I'll invest in my daughter daughter's like you know like interest awesome, which yeah. was really sweet I think in retrospect now she's like you know maybe I wouldn't have done that but <laughs> yeah. after hearing about everything you have a different perspective afterwards but yeah that's how it happened how did you you know Zoe 101 how did that all come together so uh, I was 12 and I think it was like 5,000 different girls were auditioning for Nicole oh, Bristow wow. like insane imagine? I can't like they were sending in tapes. <laughs> She's from, like, I was there and I, I can't. Yeah, like, <laughs> I was there and I still can't even imagine how it happened. But I remember auditioning and I thought, oh my God, this is the role for me. Like I was pretty much like Nicole when I was younger in the sense of very bubbly and, you know, girly. Um, and also, you know, when you're an actress at that age, most roles that you're auditioning for are for, you know, to be the kid of like the parent leads. Right. And so when you get an opportunity to be the lead as a child, that's so exciting. Right. So I remember being like, please, God, let me get this. Like, I really want to get this. And I went to a callback. I think I went to another callback and then I tested for the role with Jamie Lynn Spears. Mm. Okay. And after that, I just, I was like on my knees, like praying, like, please, God, let me get this role. Mm. And then I remember getting the call and I freaked out. 
I think I literally like flipped a lid. I was screaming around my apartment. It was like it was a celebration. It was a total celebration. But that's how the whole Zoe 101 Aww. was. That thing like happened. your first big acting role? That you it ever was. Saw? Yeah. It was like my first lead. Mm-hmm. Like usually it was guest stars or the daughter of some lead, and this was the first time that I was actually uh, the lead. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was my first big. I guess. Most people know me from that show, to be honest. Yeah. So, what was a day like on Zoe 101 when it came to being like a childhood actor? You know, you wake up early, just like going to school. So, you're like waking up at six in the morning. Okay. I used to pretend that I was going into the shower, but actually, I would go run the shower and run back into my room. And my, <laughs> my mom didn't know. And then she'd find me in the bedroom and be like, What the? Why are you sleeping? What are you doing? And then she'd have to drag me out. She would like lure me with bagels and I'd be like, okay, okay, I'm getting up. I'm getting up. So it would start like that, six in the morning, and then either my mom or a co-star's parent would drive me to set. Sometimes people would carpool. Because it was all the way in Malibu at Pepperdine University. Pepperdine. Yeah, Yeah, which is beautiful. Like honestly, that was the best place I've ever filmed, to be honest, (laughs) because you're just looking at the ocean all day. It was Amazing. Um, so yeah, you would start day at like six in the morning, show up to set, you would do some school, get into makeup and hair, and then basically start start filming. It was a very relaxed, I would say, set environment in general in the sense where, you know, there wasn't much going on. It was more just like right. hanging out, craft service, and But compared and to an a, like an adult actor, it was pretty much like the same. It is, yeah. Except you're not in a studio, so you would sometimes forget you were on set, you know? Because okay. like you're at a, yeah, you're yeah. At a yeah. campus, like, like college campus. campus. Yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. You're going into dorm rooms. Like right. you totally would forget sometimes you were on set. But it was a beautiful view. I'm not going to lie. How long were those filming days, though? Because I'm just trying to think like... They were long. I think right. they were like 12 hours long. And oh. that's the only upsetting part when it comes to chi- like you know, acting as a child. I don't really know if kids should be working for 9 to 12 hours just because that's a lot, you know? Mm. You know, when I look back at it, I'm like, I don't know if that was okay per se because you would just go right back the next day six in the morning you know five days a week and back then you didn't do 10 episodes you did 22 episodes i was going to say oh, yeah shows I, okay. back in the day oh were God, like, like novels yeah, yeah, like no, like, war and peace like <laughs> shows back in the day were crazy. long seasons were long yeah. insane it was like six months of your time you know just filming so you know i was definitely not in school um, I was homeschooled at that time. And so your life is pretty much sucked up by being on set. You know, your childhood is really replaced by by being on set. Mm. Do you recall if like that was, did you know it would be as much of a, I don't want or as extensive or extenuous the acting job when you walked into Zoe 101 or was it just something you were like, I like acting? <laughs> it was but, definitely, yeah. I like acting and I'm just happy to be here. But I think... At, I think because the environment got stressful, that's what kind of made all of those other aspects heavier. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think if it was enjoyable, maybe I wouldn't have felt those hours as intensely. But when you're not enjoying yourself, that really, you know, adds to it. Mm-hmm. it. It creates a whole new environment to the entire aspect of it. I mean, this is obviously like a loaded question, but would you recommend being a child actor? Like, no, if, no, I would. I got I get asked that now a lot and I'm always like, no, because I have a daughter now. She's two. Yeah, like what if she wanted to act? Yeah, I would. I would not let her. I would let her do it when she's eighteen. Okay. Um, when it's her own, you know, decision. But I just feel like a child. 
you know, obviously their brain's not even fully developed mm-hmm. yet. Um, and I just don't feel it's right to make those type of intense decisions for right. a child. Yeah. Um, even though, like, I'm not blaming my mom. It was a d- different time back yeah. then. Mm-hmm. But now as a parent, I'm like, yeah, I, I don't think I would ever let my daughter be an actress until she was at least 18. If she was interested, I would put her in programs like theater, yeah. right. you know, but not put her in a set environment because yeah. I did not have a good experience on do you recall as a kid ever like having that conversation with your mom though being like mom I don't know if I'm feeling this or like just explaining to her how you felt did you guys ever have that conversation you know I more about the environment at Zoe 101 like that was that was definitely a conversation we had often where I was like I I mean I was crying most of the time like I would come home like really in tears most days and so my mom had to comfort me but she really fought for me that's that's the great aspect i love my mom she really went to bat for me against the executives there um and even though they didn't do anything she was always my ally you know she she was always looking out for my best interests and trying to make sure that you know the adults were supporting me and protecting me but unfortunately they're even with a good supportive mom right it's pretty hard with these uh corporate structures you know thinking about it you said you started off like super excited and you were like i can't believe i got this out of like five thousand people like (laughs) how long was that how long did it take for your opinion to sort of change like oh i'm so excited to oh i'm crying every single day like how long was that period it was like the first even before we walked on set the first day it was like meet and greet we had a meet and greet on uh, nick on sunset and i remember i was so excited and i showed up and i like went up to jamie um, and I was like, Jamie, you know, this is so exciting. And, and she was very closed off. And at first I thought to myself, well, you know, she's Britney Spears' sister and it must be really, you know, that's, uh, that's hard mm-hmm. to have a sister that's like a huge pop icon. I'm sure so many people are just wanting to be your friend because of that. It's heavy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I gave the benefit of the doubt to her. I was like, I don't want her to think that's why, you know, I'm coming up to her. Like, I just genuinely want to get to know her. And so at first, I, it still made me feel, though, that she didn't necessarily like me. And I remember going home, you know, telling my mom, I I didn't feel like she liked me. How am I going to be her best friend on this show? You know, it started off not well. And then that just ended up being like the culture of Escalated. the show. Totally. Um, so I, we know you did Zoe 101. You were there for a couple of years from yes. 2005 to 2006, seven yes. ish Yes. What'd you do after that? After th- so after con- I was like I want to do drama okay because I really didn't it's so hard to get out of the typecast of uh, Nickelodeon or Disney star it's really hard to make that leap and so I thought to myself I don't know if I really want to do any more comedy I think I want to do more drama um, and explore that and see if I can actually do that and so that's what I did I started doing like Cold Case and Criminal Minds and CSIs and then later on was Mad Men and Walking Dead and so that was kind of my goal after Zoe 101 was not to do any more uh comedy per se just so I could have people see me in a different light Mm -hmm. how do you sort of go from that to now you're a founder of like predators how did that go it always makes me laugh every time someone says it you know because I'm thinking I'm like okay Zoe 101 you're doing something you know another acting other acting roles now to this yes how did that all go down you know um I I I'm still shocked that it all went down because it I this is how it happened. I mean, I'm a survivor myself. Um, I'm a survivor of the music industry and I'm a survivor of the entertainment industry. And, you know, after going through a year, year's worth of litigation, that when I kind of got out of that year, I started to realize 
through having to go down the rabbit hole of my past that the music industry was actually somewhat you know, involved in the process, like knew more than I remembered. Okay. And that was scary for me because, you know, you're when you're healing, you're really just looking at you and the person that harmed you. You're not really thinking about the people around them who could possibly enable that person. You're really just so focused on the abuse that yeah. you're not thinking mm -hmm. about that. I got so many different messages from survivors of the music industry. And it really opened up my whole entire world where I was like, oh, wow, this is actually unfortunately more common than I thought like it's not just you it's not you just me and I was like well what am I gonna what am I gonna do about it <laughs> like that's pretty much what happened I was like what do, what do I do and so just so happened that you know um Diplo was having a show in the middle of Melrose and an ice cream truck called Eat the Rich. And so I got a couple of my music industry uh, survivor friends and said, how about we go and protest the <laughs> ice cream truck show, um, which was kind of crazy. And I look back and I'm like, wow, I can't believe I actually went through with that. And so when I was making the protest signs, I was like, what is my protest sign going to be? And I saw Eat the Rich and I went, eat predators. And that's how it came to me. And so I made the sign and I thought it was just going to be a protest sign. And then all of a sudden it just grew into the movement. All of a sudden I was like, well, maybe this is a way to actively show up and create change instead of doing it all via social media. And so I realized if I can merge protesting with the old school protesting with social media, mm -hmm. I wanted to make an experiment and kind of see what happens with that. So yeah. that's, that's how it all started. It started with just one you know, random protests on Melrose for Eat the Rich, and then all of a sudden now it's become Eat Predators. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cashback rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of Big Give Week's 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Okay, I have a two-fold question. One, Tell first me. question is, what did you do to kind of go through your healing process? Like, what did that healing process look like for you? And then the second part is, what are some of the goals your organization has to help other people go through that healing process? So for me, I mean, I first had to name it. Mm -hmm. I had to... I had to actually say it out loud. And the first time I was able to say it out loud, um, that started the first layer of healing. I think sometimes when you are silent about it, it, it hinders that healing process, for me at least personally. And so once I was able to name it and also find the language to identify it, that was the first layer for me. So it was like name it, identify it, um, find the language. And then after that, you know, finding different healing um, you know, going to therapy, you know, meditating, you know, mm -hmm. eating healthy, getting outside, getting into nature. And then that other part would be 
communicating with those around you your story um, and not being afraid to tell those around you what happened to you. uh, That was a huge part of my healing journey was just being able to have conversations with my friends and be like, this is what happened to me and this is what I've been holding in this whole time and to see which ones of my friends supported me and which ones didn't. So that really revealed to me who was my support group, you know, so Basically, I would say like identifying it, you know, finding different ways that you feel comfortable through therapy or other healing aspects and then finding your community, finding those that help support you in your healing journey. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, And then when it comes to e-predators, I mean, our whole mission is number one to get rid of these extremely broad NDAs. Corporate structures love to use NDAs. We know that. NDAs for me should be about innovative, creative endeavors, but not for, you know, sexual assault, sexual abuse, et cetera. There was somebody who came forward a little bit ago who said that in their NDA, that if someone actually got sexually assaulted, you know, she couldn't even help the person who got sexually assaulted. If she saw it in her work environment, her NDA actually prohibited her from helping that person. So when you think about that, that's crazy. And then some people's NDAs actually say they can't speak to their therapist about what happened to them. And that, to me, I mean, if you're not going to let a survivor heal, like it's one thing to silence them and then to block their journey Mm -hmm. for healing. I mean, I find that extremely problematic. So we're trying to release survivors from their NDAs because I feel that we aren't going to be able to know fully what to do until we hear from the survivors themselves so we can know what's happening in these corporate structures. And then we can take the proper measures of how to fix that, how to change that. But number one is these NDAs. I mean, know what happened. Yeah. Because if you don't know, how are you supposed to change? I mean, silence is violence. If we don't know what's going on, we as a society can't help, you know. And so that's goal. That's definitely goal number one. It's just like get rid of these uh, NDAs. The last time you t- spoke to TMZ, you were out, you were protesting. I was. And you said that you <laughs> so wanted nervous. a. <laughs> you said that you wanted a an apology. I did. But did you ever get one? No, I never got an apology. Which is, I really thought after that day that I was gonna get one, and no, I still didn't get an apology, which is sad because. You know, I was a child and they're all adults. And I thought, you know, eventually they would do the adult thing and, and take accountability uh, and, and say that they were sorry and want and, and also wanting to do better, like showing that they're actively trying to become better. Mm-hmm. But they they didn't. They didn't apologize and they haven't showed what they're doing inside of Nickelodeon since then to make it safer for children. So... I don't know if I'm ever going to get an apology. I might just okay. leave this earth without a Nickelodeon apology. So I want to switch gears a little bit, and I want to talk about the yes. like joyous times from your experience as a childhood actor. Like, yes. What was that like? What did you love? Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. People don't usually ask me that. I'm actually glad. Um, I would say being around, um, being around adults actually was pretty fun as a child because you wouldn't think so, but being around adults and like feeling like you're actually sitting at the adult table. Mm-hmm. There's something about that that I actually appreciate as an adult now where I never felt separated. Like I never felt like a kid growing okay. up, which mm-hmm. is there's also many cons to that. Mm-hmm. But there's a pro to it where I was able to hear what adults were talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, I was able to sit there and 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 be part of the conversation. And so that was something when I look back, many cons, but also many pros to that. Um, what else would I say? I mean, playing different characters is just awesome yeah. as an actor. I would say 
just the professional aspect of it was my favorite part. It was like going to auditions, having to play new characters, yeah. practicing lines. That was something I loved. Are there any other actors from the show that you're still cool with, you have any relationships with that are good? (laughs) I wish I could say, I mean, Sean Flynn was like a really good friend of mine on set. I loved Sean. Um, We were really, really, really close. Um, But then the reunion thing happened and everyone kind of just got separated once again basically and then when Jamie was trying to bring me on to the music video and you know I was like eight months pregnant I was like I can't do this I'm going on my baby moon I don't want to do this anyways um after that it just felt like that whole reunion thing just even separated people more I might have united them more but then I became more of an island again uh so no I don't really talk to anybody from the set of Zoe 101. I wish I I really tried so many times to connect with all of them and then at some point you got to just go okay. I tried and you know I don't want to put on too much emotional labor on myself. You know, it has to be a, it has to be reciprocal. It has to, you know, someone has to also be trying to um, be your friend. You know, you can't be the only one being mm-hmm. like, "Hey, be my right. friend." After a while, if you feel embarrassed, and it's a uh, it's a scary feeling to be vulnerable, and then no one's really respecting that vulnerability. So, I don't really talk to um, more Disney stars than Nickelodeons. Do you think? Okay, as- who, wait. So, you, who you who you cool with? Something. <laughs> Christy Romano, okay, um, and Allison Stoner. Okay. You know, I've I've come into contact with her. She's awesome. I'm actually going Christy Romano's podcast next week. Okay, I'm excited about that. Yes. She's she's really really great. And I ironically played her younger on Even Whoa, Stevens. On Even Stevens, right? I'm like, yeah, for the people that don't know, Even Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know a lot of these kids don't know that stuff back in the day, but like, Even Stevens. Even Stevens with Shia LaBeouf, mm-hmm, literally, mm-hmm. really strange. They know Shia from like Transformers, though. Like, we right. know Shia from. Oh my from god, the, I feel yes. so. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was horrible. All right, so uh, Christy Romano, who yes. else are? So Christy Romano, Allison Stoner, and I'm trying to think of other Disney stars that, well, I guess she's not Disney. I'm thinking about now music, but like Melissa Schumann. Do you remember Dream? Do you remember Dream? Oh my God, it was like a girls band, like group band when Backstreet Boys and NSYNC was around. And Melissa Schumann was in that band. She's <laughs> amazing. It was like Sony, Disney, oh, you know, collaborations. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You okay. should definitely look up Melissa Schumann. She's awesome. But I feel like all of us now are like old child TV stars. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Everyone's watching. They're like, who are you even? No. Like, what is Zoe 101? No, everyone knows Zoe 101. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone Don't knows. worry. Don't worry about PCA. that. PCA. No everyone worry. knows PCA. Everyone wanted mm-hmm. to go to PCA. No, for real. I feel yeah, like that's like every that message like I get. I yeah, still no. want to go to PCA. I was about to say, a part of college <laughs> was like, is this what college is like? Like, and, I was, yeah, and y'all weren't even in college. You weren't even in college. I just felt like, okay, that's not what my high school was like. Yeah, and the dream was like to be, the dream was like to be away from your parents at like, Mm-hmm. Yes, school. that course. was like the the niche for me. Yep, for I was sure. like, oh, yep. I want to go to it's school. Like, yeah, yeah and you like, get like, yeah, you get like roommates. Yeah, yeah. like so it's fun. like college for kids. That's what no, I feel for like. Real, yeah. was. <laughs> <laughs> it's college for kids, Literally. and like a beautiful location. Like what college campus looks like that? Right. Like, yeah, no, it's insane. It's insane. I actually know someone who went to Pepperdine. Oh, which is so funny. And I remember <laughs> my a good friend of mine was like, "Is it PCA or is it Pepperdine?" <laughs> right. Everyone just sees it as PCA. I was about to say, yeah, everybody. So I do got to ask, though, Alexa. So let's just say you got a call and they said, Alexa, we want you in the Zoe 101 reboot. Oh, God. No, no. (laughs) I could never. I honestly can never go back there. 
I just feel, I feel like it's a thing of the past now for me where, you know, I had a lot of trauma that I experienced on that set and it took a lot for me to heal from that trauma. And I feel that even though I have healed, if I were to return, it would be too triggering. Like the triggering aspect, I would be kind of nervous about just because even even when, you know, the Jamie Lynn Spears book came out, you know, just something where I'm not even on set, for example, it's a, it's I'm not even seeing her. It was really triggering. You know, you know, these things are triggering and I just don't want something like that to happen while I'm working right. again. Yeah. You know, it's really hard to balance a professional life with like the eternal um, conflicts that are happening. You know, mm -hmm. that's a really hard thing. I mean, harder as a child, but still I think it's hard as an adult. You don't want your professional life to be a drag mm -hmm. right. and feel right. Girl, stressful. Yeah, can you yeah. imagine if you guys didn't get along? <laughs> yeah. right, like, no, it would real. be different. Mm -hmm. It would totally yeah, be yeah. different. You'd be like, I don't want to sit. You would not be sitting comfortably. No, you're right. literally <laughs> best friends. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, move like, away. Like, <laughs> yeah, literally, literally, literally. I feel like that's like a good uh -huh. feeling, though. That's how it should be. Yeah, yeah. And so when it's not like that, it's just you want your work to be enjoyable. And if, if something is impeding on that, and you have the option to exit <laughs> that scenario, <laughs> mm -hmm. I say push the button and exit. And so for me, that's how I think about the reboot. I'm like, go back. It's too triggering. And I have the option and I have to. And I'm ready to move on from that. I'm doing right. so many other things now, too, where I'm like, this is so far behind yeah. me. Okay. You know? I have a, two questions. Tell also. me. We're doing like a two. <laughs> like two questions, questions at a time. At a time. So do you <laughs> think with all of this stuff coming out, and we're, we're talking not, not just you, like a lot of people, do yes. you think there's more things that will come out as time goes on that yes. hasn't come out yet? Yes. I do. I, well, I'm hopeful of that, to be honest. I, the only problem is these NDAs. Like... That's why I'm so anti-NDAs because there are people that want to come forward and they can't because they're stuck in NDAs. Like that is super common. There are people after signing that go, oh, I kind of felt pressured into that and maybe I wasn't thinking at the time and, and then they want to get out of it and you're, you're screwed. Like some people can't even have a duplicate, duplicate of their NDA contract. Mm. So like that's how intense these NDAs can get. Oh so I'm hopeful, but I'm also a little bit pessimistic just because NDAs are intense. And so I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if more people than I could think of did end up signing one. And so that's what's we're, that's what we're going up against um, yeah. is that. Because with all this stuff coming out, something else that's, you know, getting super popular yes. is about, you know, these family vloggers and how yes. these kids are sort of right. working 24-7 without, you know, a company uh, representing them because that's, like, their family. What's your opinion on that? Because that's going to be the new wave like of, like, the child. Kids? Yeah, that, like, mm. their parents vlog, like, 24-7. Like, yeah. I'm not saying specific. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. like, that is a full thing that's blowing up on TikTok right now is calling out these families being like, oh, you, you know, they don't get a day off. They don't get paid. And then, you know... Okay, wait, this is horrible. I didn't even know this really existed, okay, well, to be great. honest. Wait, <laughs> okay, you're going to know my opinion on this. That's a that's scary. But you know what family vloggers are, obviously. Of course I do. So, like, of course. that's kind of, like, the argument that's blowing up on TikTok right now is, like... That's even the new scarier than after. what I was just talking about. That's, like, scary. If you have no union, you have no protocols, like... Nowhere to report. You can only report to your mom and dad, I'm guessing. that That's scary. I mean, I honestly would not be pro that. Because if, mm -hmm. if, if I'm against it in a very, like, 
professional structure. If it's kind of like the Wild West, I would be <laughs> no, That's such a good analogy. It's already bad. It's already bad. That's such a good analogy. So we have, you said you have a lot going on. What's next for Alexa Nicholas? Like, okay, we haven't seen you act in a few years. Like, do Correct. you, are you retired officially? No, 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 no. Okay. So, uh, so obviously I'm continuing these protests. I'm doing them every other week. I was just at Warner Music Group. We did a whole Barbie theme. It was, okay. it was fun actually. Um, Cause we found out the board member of Warner Music Group is the CEO of Mattel. And so we're trying to get him to listen to survivors and think of us as Barbie, you know, in these corporate structures and to stand in solidarity with survivors. So we were trying to get him on our side. But anyway, so Warner Music Group, and then I think we might be going to TriStar. Mm. Um, that might be our next um, our next protest. And then I'm in the middle of writing my first full-length script. So I did like a short film called Metanoia that came out, uh, what was it, a year ago now? And I filmed that for about four years. We filmed in Iceland and Ethiopia, and it was oh, a way cool. more, thank you. It was yes, beautiful. Like, oh my God, it was amazing. We went to Donna Kill. the camera, let me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, actually. <laughs> I will carry a box. <laughs> I, might, I might be hitting you up, please. Please come and join us, we need the help. Um, but yeah, so we did that for four years, and it was very experimental, and then now I'm moving into full-on directing and writing. Um, and so I'm in the middle of doing that, and I think we're gonna be filming that in Hungary of next year. Wow. wow. We're filming on black and white 35 millimeter. So it's wow. going to be, I don't know, my fingers are crossed first. When you're ever, <laughs> set life is, you know, you Insane. never know what's going to happen, mm -hmm. but I'm hoping it goes as smoothly as possible. And so I'm trying to get more behind the camera now. Okay. Um, and then, you know, obviously continue doing the activism yeah. that I'm mm -hmm. doing. Survivors United <laughs> is, is the goal. To get us unionized. Yeah. Um, as much as possible because with survivors we feel isolated most of the time you know it's like scary right. you feel alone so we're, I'm really trying to get survivors to feel the support from other survivors that's like the main the main goal for eat predators yeah Alexa last question here yes if you could yes. give any bit of advice to anyone and I guess it would be weird to say to any child because kids ain't watching listening to TMZ verified but mm -hmm. for maybe parents who are considering allowing their kids to be child yeah, actors great. or someone who you know, just came out of that child acting space. Do you have any advice for those people, like having been through that experience yourself? You know, I would make sure that the parents are encouraging their child to speak up for themselves. Um, and not even just to their parent at home. I encourage the kids to do it on the set because kids are told so many times to suck it up and be professional. And I think parents and everybody actually on set should encourage a kid not to have to be professional, that actually being professional is using your voice and letting people know when you're not comfortable and when you are. Every single part of set life should be consensual. And so I would really encourage the parents to make sure that they encourage their children to speak up on set, not just when they get home or they're in the car. Let everybody hear it. Let everybody know how the kid is feeling. Um, and then, you know, obviously have fun as much as you can. But if you feel that you are exhausted, um, know that you do have agency over your, your body. Kids' uh, rights do matter mm -hmm. and kids should have rights. And so if you feel like you need a break, take the break. And, and and demand the break because you deserve the break and it's so important for mental health to make sure that you stop when you feel that you've had enough you know mm -hmm. and I think so many so much so many of us are always trying to like 
just go, 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 go. And kids really pick that up from adults. So we as adults have to encourage kids like, hey, even adults are kind of screwing things up. Like if you need to take a break, right. take a break. And I support yeah. you and I encourage that. So that's two things like really encouraging them to speak up and using their voice and take rest, like take yeah. a break, encourage that because when you get older and you didn't do that, let me tell you, you suffer from from those no pauses like you Later really on. do. Later on. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I feel like I've been trying to sit on the couch for years. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, and my husband would tell you all she does is really lay on the couch. I'm like, I just need to rest because it takes a lot. Mm -hmm. it takes I have a lot. one more question. Tell me. What would your advice be to, let's say someone's watching this and they also, you know, maybe they're trapped in an NDA. Maybe they had like a bad experience. Like how would you, what would your advice be for that? And how can our listeners become a part of more like a part of eat predators if you're in an nda um well that's a very difficult one because an nda is pretty much extremely hard to get out of so we need more legislative acts for those people to make sure that we can release them from their ndas now in litigation you're not able to bring in an nda if it has to do with sexual abuse which is a great start but until we kind of ban these very broad ndas and corporate structures it's hard to help that person out but there are other ways for them to get active like even donating, you know, hashtagging e-predators, sharing the content is super, 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 super helpful. And also someone can show up to the protest in a mask and a hat and they don't have to be photographed, but they can stand in solidarity. So let's just say someone is caught up in an NDA. You can hide your identity or you can just be off camera and still show up yeah. to a protest, for example. So I think sharing the content, um, hashtagging and, you know, probably showing up like incognito basically <laughs> if you feel comfortable yeah. doing that that would be you know helpful i'm also starting this podcast called uh, ever upward and it's going to be a podcast that basically we talk about the healing journey of being a survivor and so i'm hoping that i can get survivors onto these podcasts like not just famous survivors right. i also want just yeah. survivors to come on and like share their words mm -hmm. of wisdom and i think that's a way to also contribute to e-predators is just contributing to that healing process and using your voice to share it with others. That yeah. would be, I didn't have that growing up. And mm -hmm. so that's why I'm trying to make it now is yeah. like survivors, like it's time to speak up, you know? It's definitely okay. helpful. It Actor, is. director, founder <laughs> of E-Predators, Alexa Nicholas, thanks so much for thank joining us. So much. <laughs> thank you so much. It was wonderful. not as scary as no, you. No, it wasn't. Okay, thank no, you. No, I was like shocked. I'm like, what is the bad question going to happen? I was like, what is it going to happen? What is it going to happen? I was, I was waiting. I'm like looking at your sheet. Like, oh, oh God. No, no, you guys are so sweet. Thank you so and much thanks for Thanks so much for hanging me. out thank with us, Alexa. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much.